0: support for the fantasy football sackos is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels alex jason was
1: what the hell was that
0: that that was an ad read what we're we have a sponsor
1: Whoa, when the hell did that happen? <laughs> How the hell did that happen? Hold on, it's for, it's for Manscaped, and we're the football Sackos? That's right. Oh my God. Can Destiny. you name, name a better pair? I'll wait. It's like a killer song, It doesn't man. exist. You, it's calling us. Um, no, I, I mean, it is a match made in heaven. It's a better match than me and my wife. It's a better match than you and your wife. Yeah. And now we're married to a ball grooming kit <laughs> company. <laughs> what a life! What a life! Oh man,
0: yeah. Thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring this podcast. And uh, yeah, we uh, well, we got we got a fun segment lined up for later in honor of this new partnership. It's gonna be a good one. All right. balls! <laughs> yes, especially with balls. So you know, we had we had this. Awesome podcast lined up for today. We're gonna to talk about who we wouldn't draft, but there's honestly been so much newsy stuff. Love that drop. Love it. Have that there's been so much newsy stuff going on that we we just we 86 the podcast, the normal schedule that was today, and today is strictly news. We got a lot of injuries, some trades, and some new starters named. That are really going to impact the fantasy football season. And so without further ado, let's get into it. Alex, you got anything?
1: Can I, I already won our first board bet that Gus Edwards would be within at least 40 carries of JK Dobbins. (laughs) Season hasn't even started yet. I won. This is great. I hate you. It was, we both know
0: it was without injury. Like you're being ridiculous. I don't, I don't remember that at all. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're annoying. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go. Fantasy Football Sackos. Backing in with another episode of High Octane Fantasy Football goodness for you guys. Welcome back. This is Jason. We have Alex with us always. My better Red half. half. Um, my redder half.
1: Hey, did uh? Oh, come on. You're dropping a ginger joke, too? That's brutal. Um, so we, we, uh, we batch recorded last week, uh, and we were trying to shill for people to follow us on YouTube. Uh, at that point, we had just under 200 followers, and Jason was like, we only need four more people to get to 200. And in a week, we're at 268 subscribers on YouTube. So if you are one of those people that went and subscribed to our YouTube channel, we greatly appreciate you. Uh, We've absolutely been killing it with some of the videos that we've been putting out. So if you're looking to introduce somebody to the Sackos, a great way to do it is to show them our YouTube page because they're, you know, quick, short videos. You can kind of get a flavor for what we do, how we do it, things like that. So if you're looking to introduce somebody to the Sackos, that'd be great. Uh, doing it on our YouTube page would be the easiest way to do it. Also, all of our rankings are live and updated uh, for the most part at the fantasyfootballsackos.com. So if you have draft uh, drafts this weekend and you want to reference, hey, what would Jason do? What would Alex do? Or what would they cumulatively do? Uh, all those rankings are live there. Otherwise, rate, review, uh, five stars would be fantastic. Comment on pretty much anything. We, uh, we appreciate you guys. So looking forward to getting into some of this newsy stuff here. Uh, bad news for a a lot of things but with bad news also comes good news for other players so as we get into this uh, hopefully if you drafted this bad news does not impact you Uh, and if you did draft hopefully this good news does impact you or something like that wow quite the company
0: man over there with the shilling for our own stuff and all the platforms
1: i love you you're great thank you sorry I i don't do that enough you know but yeah just hey just follow us on any social media platform. We're trying to this is this is like peak time. So like here for the next couple months, like we're going to be cranking stuff out for you, except when Jason's in Hawaii and I have to post a podcast. Uh, It's going to be it's going to be a mess. Like I I might be playing. the welcome to the fantasy, like just (laughs) directly into the microphone because I can't edit anything. (laughs) So uh, I'm I am just going to be a mess for those two weeks.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, you know, sacos rejoice because it's looking like we won't be going to Hawaii because of COVID anymore. So,
1: Oh, no. Really? Dude, that sucks. Hawaii's
0: on the verge of a shutdown. Yeah, it's this whole thing right now. Oh, man. Yeah. So, but that's not why anybody's here, though. We're not going to (laughs) bother anybody with that. That's my, I got, yeah, I'm dealing
1: with it, though. We're good. We're good. You can come over and watch my daughter for two weeks instead. Would you like to do that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. I'll just need like a pina colada and some suntan lotion. It'll be wonderful. I'll just pretend I'm on the beach.
1: I would pay for the booze if you watch my daughter for two weeks. No, no, (laughs) no questions asked.
0: All right. So we got Newsy stuff on tap today. Let's start off with, I think, what is going to be the headline for the next several days. Um, and that is the JK Dobbins injury, uh, MRI test results confirmed today that, uh, JK Dobbins has a full tear of his ACL Brutal. and his season is done before it starts. Um, he, what a shame for, I think somebody that had potential as a top 10 back easily, um, depending on what that workload and snap share was going to be between him and Gus Edwards. yeah. Um, but now, with him out of the way, what do, you think, uh, what do you think the potential
1: is for Gus Edwards? I mean, all aboard the Gus bus, right? I mean, I was already on it for the last couple of weeks. You were uh, trying to make the wheels on his bus not go round and round, and I'm trying to get on and go around the <laughs> block over and over again, take everybody to school, drop them off. Um, I mean, holy cow, man. Gus Edwards suddenly on the, you know, one of the highest rushing teams in the NFL. There's nobody else. Supposedly, Todd Gurley, you know, is rumored he was there for a visit in June that they might bring him in to try to get some of the load off of Gus. But this sets up so good for him, man. It it does. It probably helps Lamar Jackson at least a little bit. It just sucks for J.K. Dobbins.
0: So you really would not be concerned at all if the Ravens add uh, Todd Gurley to the team, you really would be not be concerned. Did you watch him last year? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, he okay. was he was bad.
0: He's like, only Brian 27.
1: Hale. Can you believe he's only 27? No. What a precipitous fall from grace for him where he was one of the most electrifying players in all of football. Um, I I, I would not be concerned at all. I mean, you will if you watched a, a Falcons game last year. You saw Brian Hill come in and look like twice the back that Todd Gurley was. It's it's not surprising that he's not on a team currently. I, back to Gus. We talked about it. He has averaged over five yards of carry his entire career. When he gets the carries, he produces. There is nothing holding him back now from being an RB one. Honestly. Because he's going to have that many runs every week. And if he stays healthy, he's just crazy. Like, it would not be surprising to see him put up Mike Davis type numbers last year after Christian McCaffrey got hurt. Right. I mean, it, th- that would be the comp.
0: What about Lev Bell? Lev Bell's only 29.
1: I, I would not be afraid of anything that they brought in.
0: All right. So, OK, so say they bring in somebody. Because I think it's probably a decently safe bet that they bring in somebody because Fair. all that's left on the roster behind Gus is Justice Hill, Tyson Williams, and Nate McCrary, which is a who, who, and who situation. So you got to think that they might try to add a name, much like the Rams added a name. Do you yep. th- if they add somebody, do you think it becomes more than a 20 to 30% share? just to give Gus a break, you still think it's Gus's show?
1: Yeah, I, even if it is 30%, I don't, I don't care. I, I would be shocked if it's more than that. Uh, pro, per pro football focus, um, Gus Edwards is the fifth ranked uh, running back based on their grade since 2018. Uh, and he's averaged 5.1 yards per an attempt, which is also fifth uh, in that same time frame. So he's super effective when he gets the ball. Uh, assuming that he's going to have, I don't know, top 10 uh, in rush, rush attempts this year. I, I don't know how you don't throw him as an RB1. At, I mean, they're, they're, that's his floor, honestly. There, there's no way that he finishes worse than that if he stays healthy, Just not possible.
0: I agree. Yeah, so I was asking all those questions just to get your take on it, but I completely agree. Uh, I think for me, His absolute floor, Gus Edwards' absolute floor now is an RB1. Like that running back, they also, you know, they were already had the most rush attempts in the league last
1: year. Um, Gus Edwards. And and I don't see them not having the most this year either. No. I I I, I would be blown away if they're not number one in rush attempts.
0: Gus Edwards had a 50% snap share or better in only two games last season. So it's it's really I mean, that's going to be every game he's going to get at least half the snaps. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, right. He had 10 or more rushing attempts in only six games. And in those six games that he had at least 10 rushing attempts, he averaged uh, double digit fantasy points per game at 10. So. You you want him to do? He's at least going to I think at worst, you're talking 10 fantasy points a game at worst.
1: Where, I, where where do you draft him? Or are you looking end of round two? Are you looking at the beginning of round three? Is that too high? And you just hope that he falls further and you maybe you can get him in the fourth because people are, for some reason, just sleeping on him?
0: Oh, man. That is an excellent question, right? That's what everybody wants to know, is where are you actually going to draft him? So let's talk about it. So in the second round, I'll name... The running backs in order, and you tell me when to stop. When you would yeah. rather have Gus Edwards, sure. Joe Mixon, Antonio Gibson, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. It's Josh probably Jacobs. right.
1: It's probably right there. I'd
0: probably take him in front of Clyde. And that order was not our draft, our ranking order. That is just a a mock draft that we did. Um, yeah. So you would take him before Clyde Edwards-Alaire?
1: Yeah, and after Najee. Because I, I, I think those first four guys that you named off there, three, I don't know, my memory's bad, but I think all those guys are equally as Belkowish. Um, and Clyde, uh, we'll have Daryl uh, Henderson, or sorry, um, Daryl Williams kind of crawling up his back um, in that offense, at least marginally. Um, so that's why I would, I would draw the line right there so that's probably the end of the second round
0: and then I want to confirm a couple other guys that are going later that I think have the bell cow role as well okay. um, David Montgomery
1: uh, I would probably take him in front of Montgomery
0: you would take Gus Edwards over David Montgomery alright uh, DeAndre probably. Swift
1: just, just just cause the Bears line is so so bad Uh, I would take him in front of Swift because I think the Ravens team is better than Detroit. Even uh, though Swift has the four with catches. Last couple. Chris Carson. I would definitely
2: take him before Chris Carson. James Robinson.
1: I would take him before James Robinson. Okay. But it's close.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he's uh, for sure locked in... Running back one with all the the potential to get, you know, two to three touchdowns in any given game in any given week. Yeah. Like, he's going to be the short yardage back. The only thing that they might try to add is maybe somebody for third down usage. But I think that that could really just be Justice Hill. And yeah. if it's a short yardage situation, if it's less than five yards, then he might also just get left in. Right. Because they're running options so much. and. He has the ability to get a first down on the ground, so yeah, I uh, I'm really excited. I think to actually see what a featured back can do in this offense because it's been split for a little while now in all of
1: last year. So yeah, Gus Edwards had nine catches for 129 yards on 13 targets last <laughs> year. So hey, nine out of 13. I don't know that ain't bad. No, I know. Right. I mean, he's he's not being put in that position to do it, but that doesn't mean he can't do it. There's, there's just better options. And now that those options are gone, uh, you know, who, who's to say that that he won't get checked down to more? Right. Gus Edwards running back one. You heard it
0: here first. Um, but that. Yeah. That does it for Gus, but what about the rest of the guys? What about Lamar? Do you think he has to make more plays? What about their receivers? Does it make any of their receivers viable?
1: I don't really think it impacts anybody else, honestly. No, you don't think that they
0: call more pass plays
1: or anything? It actually changes the the offense a little bit? No, I I really don't. They're going to stick with what they do best, and that's just grounding and pounding people. It, It might mean Lamar gets a couple more carries a game which probably helps his value at least a little bit. Right. But I I, I don't think it impacts anybody else from a wide receiver's perspective. You, you might see Justice Hill become a thing at some point if he does take that 30% role or 40% role or some weeks it's over 50 like uh, like Gus was previously just because they need to cycle people in. But it seems like it's going to be his show. Yeah,
0: Justice Hill, I don't think it's a bad late-round ad either at this point. Um, you know, for the same reason that we're talking about Gus bus and what is going to be the, the league's most run heavy offense the entire year. It is not a bad thing to have the number two back. So yeah. Why don't you go ahead and add uh, justice Hill as a late round sleeper too. Fair. All right. (laughs) That does it for the JK Dobbins injury. Moving on next up in our injury carousel is Travis Etienne uh, looking at what could be a season injuring Liz Frank injury, midfoot. What did they say? A complete tear of the midfoot.
1: I don't Um, know what that is, but it can't feel good.
0: I've pulled or injured my Liz Frank before. Like, I've had a Liz Frank injury. I could not imagine having a complete tear of it. Like, I don't... That sounds horrific <laughs>
1: yeah it's, it's not good it's bad
0: <laughs> um but Travis Etienne out for the season James Robinson now ascends to his 2020 role of being a three down back for the Jacksonville Jaguars also oh, now with a capable quarterback <clears throat> Lawrence has oh. looked the part Yeah, he has. He looked really good. Um, And Minshew looks like he's on his way out the door. But what do you... Minshew got traded. He's gone. I was going to say, Minshew's now on the Eagles uh, with uh, Jalen. But what do you think it means
1: for James Robinson with ETN
0: out for the season?
1: (laughs) So James Robinson was running back seven last year. He was being drafted in like I don't know, round six, round seven, depending on how you were mocking it out. Travis Etienne was actually going before James Robinson. We had previously talked about how James Robinson was going to be the running back. And uh, James, uh, sorry, and Travis Etienne was going to be the receiving back. And kind of just discounting out of hand that James Robinson was not able to catch the ball. Should be a friendly reminder, 49 catches last year on 60 targets for 344 yards. It's not like he can't do it. And again, that was his rookie season in the NFL. He clearly knows pass protections. He had to do it all last year when they were just getting destroyed in games. Is this another guy that is now a high-end RB2, low-end RB1? He already proved that he can be an RB1 last year as a rookie. I I, I think this helps LaVisca Chenault, uh, who's going to be catching more of those bubble screens than ever with Travis Etienne not playing. So I... I just think that this is another guy. And and we posted on Twitter too in a in a poll like, hey, where are you taking James Robinson? Round it was round three or four or five, right? Yeah. And and it was like even votes for all three areas. Nobody knows where to take him now. So him him and Gus Edwards all of a sudden become the two well, who's gonna pull the trigger on him early, sort of thing. And I think you can justifiably pull the trigger on him early as well. Because he's all they have. There's nobody else.
0: You almost say that like maybe he's a mediocre running back. I think James Robinson is good. I agree. Like,
2: yeah, I think I he is.
0: I think he's a good running back. He was fifth in evaded tackles last season with almost 80. He was fifth in yards created at the running back position with more than 800 yards. Like the guy is a great running back. His catch rate of more than 80% was eighth. At the running back position. He ran. He ran the 13th most routes. Of running backs. With more than 250 routes. Like the guy is. He's the guy. It's. He's going to be a running back one again.
2: And yeah, where he's
0: probably. going. Where he's going. Is still a huge value. Even if that's at. I mean I would think most rounds. Or most drafts. he probably should go in the third. Maybe the fourth at, yeah, at the beginning is one of the first picks, but either way, that is huge value for what could be a running back one. Yeah.
1: So I love Nowadays, me James Everybody want to talk when they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move the lips. It's just a bunch of gibberish and blah, 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 they forgot about <laughs> James. Like. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Alex is also wrapping this episode, guys. Yeah. I'm ready to go. I he, like I I I didn't get it before ETN got hurt and now that he is hurt people just were like oh it's James Robinson whatever he's just James Robinson and he is he was good before ETN got hurt and he's still going to be good after ETN got hurt and now he's in a better offense with a better quarterback. He was RB7 last year. Like high end RB2 floor fantastic another you know, second, third, fourth round running back that you can get with super high upside. The more of those you can get, the better off you are.
2: That offense
0: is going to be so much better this year with Trevor Lawrence. The guy already threw, he threw another two touchdowns in their, in their preseason finale. Like, the guy has looked the part every single game. The offense is going to be better. He's going to be the goal line back. He's going to be the red zone back. He's going to be the first down back, second down, third.
1: He's going to be the back. Or the
0: back. Get you some James Robinson. Please. Thank you. Don't forget about him.
2: (sighs) All right. Well, that's going to do it for James. Next up, of note, we have... T.Y. Hilton injured
1: with a back injury. Yeah, a disc in his like, upper back or neck. That's just not good news. Um, concert. Well,
0: most aggress- the most aggressive uh, recovery timeline has him missing at least what they're saying. At least the start of the season. Yeah. Uh, potentially several
1: weeks or months. Exactly like Tevin Jenkins for the Bears where they're like, well, he's got a back injury. He's going to miss some time and then he's probably going to have surgery and be out most of the year. That's my guess, at least.
2: <clears throat> so just assuming
1: he's out. Well, people six really weeks, weren't six weeks minimum.
0: People weren't really drafting T.Y. Hilton. He was kind of a, you know, one of those dart throws in the 12 to 14 round yep. kind of range. Going well into the double-digit draft rounds. But with him out, does it add a little bit of clarity to that receiver room? Does it make Michael Pittman Jr. a little bit more appealing to you? Does it make Zach Pascal more appealing to you? Um, do, are you going to draft or take a shot on either one of those guys now? I personally would prefer Pittman.
1: Yeah, I I had Pittman on a couple teams last year and he would just kind of show up randomly and you'd be like, oh, sweet. I kind of dig this. And that was with uh, Philip Rivers shot putting the ball uh, because he had no arm (laughs) at all. Did you just Uh, say he was shot putting the ball? Yeah, just like his throws are just like, yeah, he's just like trying to like. Get it to them any way possible. No arm strength left. Yikes. Carson Wentz still throws a good deep ball, uh, at least in my opinion. Every time you watch him, he was throwing to crappy ass wide receivers last year. So I, I and Fra- we, I think we all agree that Frank Reich is a is a much better coach um, than than anything that that Wentz has had um, since Frank Reich was his coach in Philly. Uh, sorry, Doug Peterson. So I I think that you're gonna see. Wentz kind of show up and ball out he's gonna have to throw to somebody and it would seem that Michael Pittman Jr. is, is the answer he only had two weeks in double digits last year and half PPR scoring only one touchdown um, but for me he flashed enough where you could see the potential and if there's nobody else I mean Mary maybe Paris Campbell um, but he's six four he shows he's shown the tools He's definitely a late round flyer. Um, I think he's going around 10 currently ADP wise. So maybe he gets bumped up to, to round nine. Um, but I, I think that he is, he is a guy that I would be comfortable with taking, especially if you're light on wide receivers um, a little later, later in the draft where he has the potential to, to kind of pop a little bit and be more than serviceable.
0: Yeah. The only thing I would say is don't drop any of the indie receivers. If you end up taking a swing on one of them, don't, don't drop any of them until you at least see what they can do with Wentz under center in case he isn't healthy week one.
1: Yeah, I
0: agree. <clears throat> that does it for TY. Next up, we have Herb Smith Jr. Suffered a meniscus injury, underwent surgery on his meniscus. Um, I think it's a real shame. Because he was one of those young guys that started coming up halfway through the season last year. uh, Rudolph out of his way. um, And I think was what could have been a a really good sleeper tight end this year. Um, Now with the meniscus surgery, I think he's going to be slow out of the gate. Hopefully it doesn't have any lingering effects into the season. um, Or throughout the season, I should say. Um, Are you bummed at all over Irv Smith Jr.?
1: I was not planning on drafting him in any league yeah. uh, but he, he he did have five touchdowns last year um, I, I don't think he's he should be drafted unless you have IR spots to fill up uh, so it's one of those things where if he uh, is listed as out you can draft him, stash him in the IR slot and see what happens when he comes back so that that's a potential strategy that I kind of like to deploy a little bit is I'm cool with taking a Michael Thomas or an Irv Smith knowing that Hey, I can basically get a free person after the draft to add to my team if if you have IR eligibility slots uh to drop him in. Um I, I never really got the hype on him. Um I, I don't feel like Kirk Cousins has ever thrown enough to the tight end spot to be to to have a productive um even tight end two. So for me that's seven through twelve. Um, you know, if you're gonna tell me that Irv Smith got Gets all of Kyle Rudolph's touches now that he's not in town, maybe. But I, I think that was his ceiling. Um, so I, I would rather try to swing at somebody else. So personally, this does not impact me. Um, if you are a, an Irv Smith Jr. trooper, sorry, um, but probably not going to happen. At least at the beginning of the season, and once he comes back, you know who who knows. So um, the last four weeks of the season last year, he was tight end four in fantasy um with uh 15 catches 183 yards and three touchdowns. So he, he came out firing in the last couple of weeks, but um yeah, just kind of a flash in the pan and I just I I wasn't buying the hype anyway.
0: <laughs> oh man, flash in the pan. That's uh that's
1: strong words. I thought he had uh quite the end of the season last year, but yeah, maybe so, but like it you know maybe this makes Justin Jefferson even that much more attractive at the end, or Adam Thielen gets a little bit of a bump um, where they'll get some of those red zone targets that maybe Irv Smith would be getting uh, at the beginning of the season. Um, I would not draft whoever their backup tight end is. Uh, is it <laughs> Tyler Conklin or something? I, who knows? I, I I wouldn't worry about it. Um, if you want to take him late, that's fine.
0: All right, thank you, Irv Smith um man so i have to ask you today i'm gonna be honest you're a little spicy today so then along those lines about flash in the pans whatever (laughs) okay do you think uh robert tunyon was a flash in the pan last year after his huge
1: breakout season no he just had a a ton of touchdowns like he's there's no way that he's gonna have 57 targets 53 catches and 11 touchdowns or whatever it okay. uh, just doesn't make any sense. So it's just not going to happen again. I
0: want to, I want to board bet on this. Okay.
2: Would you do six? Six touchdowns. Yeah. That's about right for him.
0: Um, would you would would you take the under? All right, here. What if I made it six and a half?
1: I don't have strong feelings either way, honestly. Seven and um, a half. I would take the under on seven and a half put it on the board
0: that's that's a lot okay put it on the board he's getting eight or more i think he goes double digits again quite honestly uh,
1: that would be stupid
0: seven and a half i hate uh, the i hate the packers bobby tunyan is my favorite tight end after you miss out on the top three guys going in like round 10 there's no respect for bobby t
1: yeah, he only had fifty-seven targets.
0: He had eleven scores.
1: I I get that.
0: Their team didn't change. He's the way that they score.
1: I think they're going to run the ball more when they get to the goal line. I, I, I Rodgers was just on an Fu tour last year, and uh, he he just gave it to everybody. Okay, in, in, including ownership. So I I, I just think that that they're going to run a little bit more when they get down to the goal line. So, more more A.J. Dillon touchdowns, more Aaron Jones touchdown. Alright. So, 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 you said seven and a half tutties? Yeah, I took the over. Okay.
2: I love board bets.
1: We need more of them. How do we get to Bobbert, Rob, Bobbert Tanyan? Bob. Please call him
0: Bobby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he
0: goes Bob. by Mr. Bob. Bobbert. We got, because we were talking about what you said was a flash in the pan tight end. I just
1: was curious how you felt. Yeah, but four weeks is different than an entire year. And don't, don't get it twisted. Kirk Cousins is not Aaron Rodgers. So, All right. There
0: you go. All right. Well, before we, uh, before we get into our trade talk, we need to talk about something much more important. Oh, Yeah. Support for the fantasy football sackos is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Oh Manscaped boy. just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. It's called, the, lawn, it's called the lawnmower. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Worldwide. With this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Worldwide. With the code SACOs at Manscaped.com. That is code SACOs. S-A-C-K-O-S. At Manscaped.com. Get you some 20% off and some free worldwide shipping.
1: Worldwide. (laughs) Jason, uh, my my wife asked me a question um, she asked if I shave my beard with the same trimmer that I shave uh, my groinal area with. Your nether regions. And the answer has been yes. <laughs> okay. okay. And that answer going forward is now no, because... <laughs> I got the lawnmower 4.0 and it worked man it was great I didn't like you know how if, if you're using like a beard trimmer you kind of got to be worried about like nicking yourself and maybe bleeding a little bit it's bad stuff I'm just gonna uh, say the, this thing like I, I mean I'll turn it on here real quick I mean can you hear the vibration of this thing it was, it's <laughs> enough to get anybody excited honestly uh and uh yeah there's even like a light on it so you can shave in the dark no issues uh so yeah that's what happens
0: when you have a sleek well-designed optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time (laughs) in the bathroom
1: yeah i i do enjoy my pooping time but this this is right up there with it and uh yeah it's it it was great um I, i was a little skeptical at first um but yeah dude it it was everything is advertised it uh it cleaned everything up and uh like I, i would did not have to be as careful as i usually am let's just put it that way
0: so as somebody who uh you know much like you also uses you know the the well used to use the same trimmer on the face as i did down below
1: yeah that's embarrassing man well, I, it was stuff. it
0: was different shields on it, so it wasn't like it was, the exact same thing was touching my face that was touching down there. Whatever. Either way, I was clean. I'm always clean. Clean guy. But man, I tell you what, I have never felt more confident in the fact that I am not going to cut the hell out of myself it's true trying to clean up down there.
1: And I'll say this, it can't like it comes with uh yeah this box that it came in was crazy it,
0: well it comes with uh, a couple different guards too that you can use yeah Alex I, I did it with zero guards I, I also did as well zero guards straight freaking trimmer on skin nothing no cuts nothing I'm like a Gerber baby literally (laughs) it's fantastic um uh, one of my favorite things though is the wireless charging like the little stand that it comes in yeah it was pretty cool and then the the light so i can actually like see down there not that i ever really want to like see down there a lot but like if in this instance
1: it's not a good looking place on any man
0: no but it's great you got to see what you're doing um Men, if and. you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. <laughs> no person wants to ends up with pubes in their mouth. And yeah, it's time to get your own ball and hair body trimmer, your own ball hair and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. Get 20% off and free shipping with code SACOs at manscaped.com. Your balls are going to thank you guys. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with code SACOs at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SACOs. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job.
1: And if you are one of the female listeners, which I think is just like one other than Jason's mom, uh, like you can go, you can use it too. It works great. So again, SACOs, manscaped.com, S-A-C-K-O-S, 20% off your order. It's fantastic. A, they have a whole bunch of stuff on there, so at least go check it out because uh, it uh, it works wonders. Absolutely.
0: All right. <clears throat> Next up, we have trade talk. Well, actually, some real trades happen too. Uh, let's uh, let's talk some Sony Michelle. Um. So the Patriots traded Sony Michelle to the Los Angeles Rams. This, of course, following the Cam Akers season ending injury. What does Sony Michelle to the Rams do for Daryl Henderson's value?
2: Um, I think it decreases it slightly.
0: But I don't know if it decreases it enough. What is Sony Michelle's role with the Rams in your eyes?
1: In your uh, eyes. In your eyes. I don't think that Sony Michelle can catch a pass unless it's handed to him, which means he's that's just not a pass running back. then. If it's handed Correct. to him. Okay. Right. No, that's exactly my point. He uh he can't catch the ball. No. When, whenever the hands. Patriots tried to run a screen pass with him, everybody's like, whoa, they're throwing, and then he'd drop it. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, don't, I don't think that this really they you could kind of tell that they didn't go all in on daryl henderson at least like publicly um they they've said his role is going to be significant yeah it's still going to be significant i i just don't think i i think it decreases it a little bit it's going to take some carries away from him but not enough to be a concern that i would not feel comfortable in taking him in round four the end of round three uh Okay, because he, that's he, still pretty high, though.
0: So, would you rather have,
1: yeah.
0: would you rather
1: have
0: Daryl Henderson post trade, or say James Robinson? Because they're both going same I'd area. I'd much rather have James Robinson. All right, Daryl Henderson or like I don't know Javante Williams.
1: Uh, I would much rather have Henderson. Okay. I Um, I feel like he's, he's almost in like a baby tier by himself right there. What
0: about Mike Davis or Daryl Henderson?
1: Uh, I would take Daryl Henderson because I think you can still get Mike Davis later. Okay. All right.
0: And I, I well, I'll talk about the other Well, let's talk about the other side of this. Yeah. Same, a, same, same bit. with
1: Damien Harris, right? I, I think you get Damien Harris later as well. Right, right. But let's wait to talk about his value. Let's finish up
0: Daryl first. So I, I think I agree. I mean, obviously any new running back signing trade, whatever is going to harm the starters value, at least at, at a at least small a scale. Bit. It right? has to, um, all I think that Sony Michelle will do is potentially try to convert short yardage situations and goal line situations, which, if you listen to our um, Daryl Henderson YouTube video, we talk about, or I, I think we even mention all that we envisioned any of those backup running backs securing as far as a role was just that a third down back roll or potentially a goal line role because the guy's five, eight. Well, they weren't confident enough in the running backs that they had on the roster. So what do they do? Instead they go out and trade for that exact role to be filled. So Daryl Henderson, I don't think it really impacts. I don't think the Michelle trade really impacts his role. Uh, I still think that he's a very solid RB two.
1: Absolutely, that's exactly what I was
0: going to say. Um, well, that will have RB one weeks. I will
1: yep. say as well. Yep, just got a score.
0: All right, now let's talk the other side of this, Damian Harris. I mean, we've already talked about him previously too. Um, we were one of the questions that I had for you was, um, will he eventually overtake Sony Michelle for the lead back role in this offense? And you know. If this isn't a vote of confidence from yes. from Bill Belichick being willing to trade Sony Michelle because you're confident in the running back room without him, it's Damian Harris's gig. Um, I think uh, Ramondre Stevenson might have a role eventually, but they don't they don't like playing rookies. But Damian Harris is locked in. I think this season as the first and second down back with James White coming in on third down.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. He he's going to be given the ball fifteen times a game. He'll have a couple catches here or there. He's not going to be receiving back. He is just he, he's essentially what Sonny Michelle was for the Patriots. Except he's a little bit better, at least in my opinion where he's going to get the ball 15 times a game. What he does with those 15 carries. If he gives you three yards a carry and no touchdowns, you're getting four points out of him. If he gets you 85 yards and two touchdowns, you're getting 20 points out of him. Though That's going to be his weeks where he's going to give you some duds because he ain't going to score. He's going to give you some running back one weeks because he does. That's, that's what you're going to get with Damien Harris. I don't think he's going to be the consistent, uh, you know, in the teens type guy, I think he's going to explode some weeks and, and be rough others. I, I, and that's, that's what you get with a low end low to mid RB two who doesn't have a lot of pass catching.
0: Damien Harris, um, most recent sleeper ADP release was going at about pick 100 or is towards the beginning of the ninth round.
1: Do you expect that to climb at all? I would think so. I, I mean, I, I know you and me, when we draft, we're going to, we're going to reach for him at least a little bit and maybe round eight. Um, I, I think that's ultimately where you'll see him going uh, in, in most drafts is in round eight, because there's not a lot of other running backs to pick from there. And, and half, Damien, I'm sorry, sorry in, go ahead.
0: in half PPR, his, uh his, current ADP is 83, which is actually the end of round seven. Would you, would you elevate him higher than that now without Michelle?
1: Uh, no, I I think that's about where he goes. Um, just because of the limited, the limited pass catching upside with James White there. Um, and like, again, he's just going to be inconsistent. He's going to have some bum ass weeks and he's going to have some superhero weeks. And that's, that's what you get with guys that that go in that range. So I I think that's about right. Yeah. Unless
0: something happens to James White. I mean, it's going to limit that role, but um, they're talking Mac Jones over cam, which I think would be great for Damian Harris as well. Yeah. Um, But definitely excited to see what he can do in his first, I think full season as the starter there.
1: Yeah. And and who knows? It's by all indications, they're also somewhat high on Stevenson as well. So you you can't rule out the fact that he might eat in at least a little bit to uh, Damian Harris's value. Um, Because he was a rookie last year and performed in in his limited duties um, as well. So just... With how young they're going, they're going to want to give as many young guys the the opportunity. I don't think that they're going to be a playoff team anyway. Um, that's a tough division between dealing with the Dolphins' defense and trying to keep up with with Buffalo's offense. Um, that's a they're they're in a rough spot. So you know, it's one of those things where they're building for the future, and they'll kind of spread it around at least a little bit because you know that James White is is going to be involved at least some bit, right? All right.
0: Next up, we have a trade rumor: Deshaun Watson to the rumor. Miami to the Miami Dolphins, uh, who evidently are now front runners to land him. Drew Rosenhaus saying he would not be surprised if Deshaun Watson was eventually a Miami Dolphin. Okay. What does that do for this offense?
1: Who knows? Uh, he could still be suspended for like eight weeks or the entire year. I'm a, if he does get traded, you'd hope that the Dolphins have a word from Goodell saying, hey, we're not going to suspend him and he can play. It also is not a high vote of confidence for Tua. I, the person that this impacts the most, honestly, is probably Brandon Cooks, uh, who's going to be dealing with Tyrod Taylor as, as his quarterback. And I, I know we're both high on Cooks, uh, five out of six seasons, thousand yard seasons. Um, so it Yeah, if he goes there and plays like, yeah, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle, Mike Kosicki. That's great. I mean, you would upgrade all of them, knowing that Deshaun Watson's going to play and start for them. Then, yeah, all three of those guys would be would be great. But until it happens, I'm not worried about it. And you just assume that he's not going to see the NFL field in 2021.
0: I get that. It's just, I don't know. For me, it's, I think it's a little bit fun to think about, right? Like how much better that offense could actually be if he was there and playing. Um, I'd love to see what Will Fuller and Devontae Parker could do with a capable quarterback after seeing what Fitzpatrick was able to do for them the last few years. Yeah, it's true. Um, I would think that it would elevate Will Fuller or Devonte, one of the two of them, to like a top 15. Wide receiver, potentially. Um, It's just. Without any guidance from the league, what does Sean can or can't do? And him basically practicing separate away from the rest of the Texans right now and not participating in any games. uh, Do you bother drafting him or do you just let him sit in the ocean? Do you take this one? Because we've talked about him being a value. I just, I don't know. Is it a value or is it a waste of a pick?
1: I think it's worth a shot at the end if you got nothing else going on. Yeah. Uh, And are weak at quarterback and you're like, ah, screw it. Let's, let's take it. Yeah. Hell of a wide receiver core though. If, if they were to put a competent quarterback with them. Parker, Will Fuller, Jalen Waddles, pretty good, and and Lynn Bowden Jr.'s on IR, who kind of came on uh, with some of that short yardage catching last year. Yeah. Um, Preston Wilson, Albert, sorry, Preston Wilson, Al, Albert Wilson are still there. Jakeem Grant is there as well. And that's quite a bit of depth from a wide receiver standpoint, um, and I would say it's the most cumulative talent that Deshaun Watson would have ever played with. Um, And that includes the Hopkins and Fuller years because Fuller never stayed healthy. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is is better than everybody else there. But just from a, a spread out weapon standpoint, I think that would be the best that he's played with. Yep.
0: All right. Now we have a couple of new starters being named. First up, Teddy B named the starter in Denver. Officially. It's interesting. Ah, man. He, from, I think he's a sleeper quarterback one. He could, there is a world where Teddy B finishes as a top 12 quarterback in that offense. Like the guy is going to be hyper efficient. Cortland Sutton is two years removed from finishing with 1,100 yards. Jerry Judy is the real deal. You have KJ Hamler there, Noah Fant. Like that is an excellent team. I would put the weapons on that team up against
1: any other team in the league. Easily, they have a lot of talent. Uh, Teddy B. uh, qu- finishes quarterback 18 last year. Uh, that's in four points for a passing touchdown league, uh, and 25 yards for a point. So, yeah, he is quarterback one upside for sure. Um, and especially with those, with how fast those wide receivers are, they don't have the running game that Carolina uh deployed. Obviously, um, they have a couple backs that, that could do that. Uh, they're in a division that, you know, yes, they're going to try to win games with their defense. That is Vic Fangio's style, but they're going to have to keep up with the Raiders and they're going to have to keep up with the Chargers and they're going to have to keep up with the Chiefs like they got to score points. Those games are, are just by I think default.
0: they're the second team in that division, don't you? Probably,
1: I, or, I think them, I don't know. Like, Chargers it's, it's, or Broncos. It's them. I was going to say it's them or the Raiders, probably. Um, <laughs> But I, like either way, that's a very competitive division. There's a ton of points. There's a lot of offense that's going to be scored uh, in that division. Um, and they think that Teddy Bridgewater gives them the best chance or at least a more consistent chance uh, over Drew Locke. But to your point, tons of weapons. Um, and I, I think that you slightly upgrade everybody because uh, Teddy B is going to have a higher completion percentage than Drew Locke. Um, and so there's just going to be more catches for all those guys.
0: Yeah, it's just uh they're two very different I think kind of quarterbacks. I don't think Teddy B's really looking to stretch the field like Drew Locke was. Correct. Those, you know, those 50-50 deep balls to Cortland Sutton I think are going to be a lot fewer and further between, but Judy and But
1: they but right, but they're going to have more consistently sustained drives. Yeah. Between Judy and Sutton and Hamler and Patrick and Noah. Yeah. Like that, that's a that's a bunch of weapons that They'll find ways to 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 spread the ball out. I was going to say I didn't even
0: mention Tim Patrick. Like that team is ridiculous when it comes to offensive
1: yeah, and they, weapons, and they all have the ability to take those short passes and break it too. Yeah. So so yeah, they're not they're not going to be taking as many downfield shots, but they might not have to because those guys can turn and burn.
0: And then uh, last but not least. Jameis Winston has been named the unofficial official starter for the New Orleans Saints in week one, with Schefter tweeting that out, although it has not been stated publicly yet. If Jameis Winston starts for the entire season at quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, where does he finish?
1: Uh, I don't know if this is a ballsy take or not but I feel like you gotta say he's a, at worst a low end QB1 I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him finish with over 4,500 yards passing and definitely 4,000 4, yeah definitely 4,030 touchdowns probably like, and that, that throws him in, in QB1 range yeah I mean
0: he has to be that offense Sean Payton I'll also we we talked about him last week as a sleeper uh i need to evidently pronounce his name correctly it's not Marquez <laughs> Callaway it is Marquez Callaway so my bad for that but um the only thing i think that i am concerned about it, for the Saints offense is just the lack of receiving weapons without Michael Thomas so i'm hoping that when Michael Thomas comes back, he is healthy. Hopefully Marquez Callaway <laughs> can pick up the slack with Alvin Kamara while MT is out of the, out of the building. Um, Jameis Winston can chuck it. We talked about it. He's one of eight guys in NFL history that have thrown for 5,000 yards. So he has all the weapons to do it. He's in one of the best offensive minded coaches' um, schemes of all time, you know, working for or playing quarterback for a Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame coach. Um, I think that there's definitely a world where Jameis Winston finishes as a quarterback one this season. And by the way, he is going undrafted. He is going undrafted in your drafts. He is on the waiver wire right now if you've already drafted. So if you're stuck, at quarterback, I would not hesitate to add
1: Jameis. Um Yeah, it's it's gonna be a roller coaster ride. And by the th- by the time every week is done, you'll be like, that ride was fine. I would get back on it again next week. That's <laughs> that's the Jameis Winston experience where there's a sharp turn here, you're gonna lose your stomach on a insane drop here. Um, but for the most part, you're gonna be screaming with your hands in the air because he's going to push the ball down the field. So yeah, he, he's the quarterback where you're like, Oh man, I'm kind of stuck. He has QB one upside um, and should be drafted in every league. Saints Packers week one. That is going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah. Uh, Packers are minus two and a half point favorites. I believe the over unders 49 uh, I will be placing the over overbet uh, and betting on the Packers in that game. <laughs> Smart man. I think I would agree with both of those.
0: All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of the fantasy football Sackos. Thank you guys for just hanging out. Thank you for subscribing to us. Uh, thank you for helping us land our first sponsorship. That's incredible. That's us making moves. Um. And it's all because of you guys, because you actually download, because you subscribe, because you like, because you comment, because you do all the things that you do. Thank you guys so
1: much for everything. Have it's because night. you care. We appreciate you. Also, uh, just a couple other things to note: uh, Evan Ingram left the game with a calf injury uh, today. Uh, he had 109 targets last year for Daniel Jones. Um, that severity is currently unknown. Um, but uh, but somebody that, you know, seems like he's never really stayed healthy for a full year and had a lot of <coughs> drops last year. But that's a ton of targets. Um, so I, I think that, you know, if anything, that might help Galladay and Sterling Shepard at least a little bit uh, to, to open them up. If Daniel Jones is going to be uh, not as reliant on Evan Ingram. Uh, also, Jamar Chase um, had another drop today. Uh, and he is somebody that I'm not going to be rostering in any league. I think him not playing football for a year and a half, um, is kind of caught up to him when he's got, uh, got some mental, uh, mental block going on with not being able to catch the ball. And as a receiver, that's not good. So, um, I, I think you upgrade Tyler Boyd. I think you upgrade Ty, T Higgins, um, cause Jamar Chase literally can't catch. Um, so I will not be drafting him on anything again just real quick go to the fantasyfootballsackos.com look at our rankings uh, download, subscribe, leave us ratings give us comments, go to our YouTube channel uh, subscribe to that Uh, we're trying to make moves um, so we we appreciate your support again uh, sackos is the key word uh, to use on manscaped.com again check that out, help us out use our promo code 20% off and free shipping worldwide uh we are here to uh to help you guys save some money and make some money in fantasy football so um thanks again for listening and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side before we go i must note that we
0: now have during the show we got a couple subscribers on youtube and we are now at 269 nice thank you for listening to another episode of the fantasy football sackos podcast Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.